Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast here on the Penny Bloom podcast. Today, season three, episode three, Walk of Punishment. Written mm. by D&D, David Benioff, and D.B. Weiss. Directed by David Benioff. Mm. And I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. We are, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy. I'm looking at the, the original premiere date. April 14th, 2013. Mm. It is 10 years ago. Like, almost, just in a couple weeks. We're officially in the month of April now. That's uh, that and we're pretty close. Yeah, we're like April yeah, 4th, like, or April tomorrow. Yeah, wow, look at that. Damn, damn close. So, wow, to being just, ten just years, years exactly. off. Yeah, um, that's ten crazy. Years since sex God Pod was born. <laughs> the man himself was born today. Oh, dude, it, it was so. This episode is just packed full of so many like cool. Little things that you don't remember on the grand scheme of the show, but no, once you see them again, you're like, "Oh, dude, this is this is why this show is just so good." Like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into Pod because um, I, I, I we should we got to let this man get his flowers. Oh yeah, Big this, Dick um, Podrick, Sex God Pod. Yeah, that um, main pain. You know, <laughs> oh dude, yeah, he's he fucks Pod Pod, pod fucks. Um, There's no but, doubt about it. I don't know. I feel like did we hit everywhere? I, I was trying to we think. Got, of... We got seven locations, which is the first time in a while that we've done that. Uh, I don't think there's a single uh, storyline. No Tywin, I think, would be like the only. Tywin was there uh, at the beginning. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. He's in King's Landing now. Duh. I'm just. I'm thinking that he's off in war and still. No, oh, he's back at no, the yeah. castle. Yeah. Tyrion does the whole dragging the chair around the table. And <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Um, that, that's what was interesting about this episode is that, like, it's one that. It doesn't happen a lot with Game of Thrones because it's a very intense show. This is one that has me like smiling most of the episode. Yeah. That's like truly fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like at the beginning, whenever Admir Tully just cannot hit the fucking shot with the bow. And then the blackfish has to come up and he Steph Curry look away is it. He he looks at the wind. Looks at the wind knows he knows off rip that thing is hidden because he he turns away hands the bow off and he's like you fucking moron he, bro was steph how you curry bro was steph curry from three doing the run back down the court before the balls even hit the Dude. fucking net yet oh my god and that was the fate the, the most like fadeaway shot of all time too because it was like already so far down because he missed yeah, three before like, you know and it's the optimal time for him to hit it had far passed oh yeah <laughs> so it only passed. made it harder and oh yeah so i don't know it's kind of more more badass that way you know right. 
like honestly, well, I don't know. It, it, are they sending? So I was trying to think of if the Viking, you know, it's like this is like a Norse thing or like a, a Viking tradition, thing, yeah. you know. But like I was wondering in the Game of Thrones universe if it's like um, you just set them on fire because you don't want them to ever become a White Walker, you know? Right, it's like, right. Um, they're sending them north. I don't know. Was, were they sending them north? You know, is that river going north or something? And they're like, Good well. Question. Let's just be safe. You know, we well, don't want him coming Lord back. Tully, we never have to worry about him uh, uh, joining the White's army. Mm. Uh, no, but uh, I don't know the, the the where is that location? I guess the, that is like, the Riverlands because that's Riverlands. where uh, River Run. That's, is that the castle where... name? River Run is like like the yes. It's uh that's that's the seat of their power. It's Winterfell to the Northern Kingdom. You know, okay. like it's yeah. What a beautiful part. Like this. Mm. Oh my god! I was the the thing I'm I'm I guess I'm jumbling a lot right now is just trying to pick a favorite scene for the show Dude. or for this episode because there were just so many like well, just that, really cool moments. It but, was interesting because there's not a bunch of like I wouldn't say that any of these scenes are like truly great. Like yeah. they're all they're all just like solid. They're all it's just a solid episode yeah. with a bunch of good scenes, and it's like. It was Hard more to pick just, at that point. Yeah, more of just like a check-in with every character. Uh, nothing no, nothing huge well, happens that changes the course of anything, maybe until like the very end. The very know, end, yeah. But uh, um, no, there's, there's, there's so many things that I keep expecting to happen that just keep getting pushed back mm-hmm. an episode and an episode. Like, because the way Danny's story culminates, like, goddamn, is that really like, is that her story for the season? Like, does she not do that until the end? Oh, like the... Like taking the, the Unsullied? Yeah. And then, like, burning that dude alive? Is that at the is yeah. that season finale? Is that, is is that, that like, Is that coming close to the end of the season? Like, because I'm like, I feel like we're there, you know? I don't know how much more we can do. Because, yeah, she... That That is interesting. I wonder if we just don't check in with Daenerys for a, a while, because she wasn't in last episode, right? Uh, or um, the episode before. I can't remember which it was. but One of uh, them. Oh, I have her as my favorite character for episode one. So, okay, she wasn't in two. Yeah, so I guess she wasn't in... I don't know, maybe we just don't check in with her as often, point. and it just goes slow. Um, well, because even, not just there, but like with Theon. I'm waiting for Ramsay to go yeah. and be there and be like, ha yeah, fucked you, right? But, uh, yeah. I think that one actually is next episode, like... There's there's seriously not much more we could do there before that gets there. Yeah. Um, next but, episode. Yeah, we have. And now his watch is ended. Is coming up next. So that's the next. That's, that's the next episode. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, I had, thought the I thought the bear and the maiden fair would be next, but that's five then, huh? Bear and the maiden fair is episode seven. Um, what? Yeah, we're on episode. Th- we're on Yo. episode three. Walk of punishment. That was right now. This we got, this yeah. season. What I'm realizing about this season is that it unfolds excruciatingly slow. Not in a bad way. It's it's something I love about this show that it like it lets us sit with our characters and they're probably going to take us place to place. But mm-hmm. that's when Brienne gets thrown in the pit with the bear and Jamie has to save her and stuff. Oh damn. Like, that's still four episodes away. Oh shit. Okay, wow. Yeah, cuz Maybe there's just so much that happens in the meantime that I just don't remember, but like episode man. five is kissed by fire. S- is six um, the climb? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, so we'll see. Like, that's what just happened in this episode three. 
Mance gives him the instruction, take 20 men, climb the wall. That's three episodes away. Yeah. That's wild. I guess, yeah, it's just, you know, it will, we just won't check in with those people. We're just going to mm-hmm. like sit in King's Landing or. I love Rob it, man. No, or, I like, yeah. and when I say excruciatingly slow, it's, I, I, it's like one of those rare cases where I don't mean that as a bad thing. Like it's. Yeah. No, that's why it makes the show so good yeah. is you get all of the little intricacies of each character because of this. Because you you hear the jokes they say, you hear their personality, you know, it just gives the actor a chance to, you know, nothing big is happening, there's no importance, so it's like, you really just let them improv, you know, or right. not really, I don't know, a lot of the stuff no, is probably not improv, written, but... you know, but I mean, like, it, it just, it seems like it, you know, let it seems that it's just, it's very yeah. natural, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's easy, it feels like, it's just people talking, and I love that shit, man, but, uh, Let's start this semi-scene-by-scene breakdown. We're going to start in Astapor, actually, across the narrow mm. sea, with Daenerys accompanied by Sir Jorah Mormont and Sir Barristan Selmy as she walks along a seawall known as the Walk of Punishment, where this episode got its name. Eesh. And, yeah, here any slave who showed any sort of in- insubordination has been uh, crucified and left out to die in public as a warning for any uh, slaves who think that they could get away with something. Um, and I, I loved the, uh, I loved the interaction between Barristan and Jorah here, how Jorah's like still really protective mm. of Daenerys. The way that she, the way mm. that he's like, we must do this. And Jorah's like, oh, is it we already? Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I Maybe think it was jealousy. Maybe was a little ca- jealousy. It's not really angel devil, devil on the shoulder of Daenerys, but it was kind of framed in that way. You know, like mm. you have one, one side of, you know, an advice and then the other, uh, mm-hmm. Jorah was like, you know, this is just war. It happens, you know, like, have you, hey, Barrison, tell me, have you ever even seen, have you ever seen a war where the innocents weren't slaughtered by the thousands? And he purposefully, purposefully doesn't say a word, you know? So like, Daenerys doesn't hear anything from him. He, she only hears the side of like, it just has to happen. It's war. But Barristan and Daenerys kind of know it's like, well, that the point of it is to try to do that, that as at minimum. a minimum you yeah you, you that is the whole point you don't well, want that you know jorah's like if you want to keep it at a minimum the unsullied won't do that i love i loved the mm, way that, that he true. framed yeah. it it's like uh mm. well and it's just so like this conversation is just so wild given the end of the show what happens in king's landing um because the mm. unsullied they don't do anything until Daenerys starts burning people. And then they go ahead and they're they're always fighting Lannister men. I don't think they're ever out here just murdering civilians or anything, but the Northerners sure as shit were just uh, attacking and trying to rape people. That's what forces Jon Snow to have to kill one of his men because he finds someone who's about to uh, sexually assault a woman and he goes ahead and stabs him. And he's like, sorry, like, Mm. sorry, that almost happened. Uh, but like it just the instruction he gave to Daenerys here, like for real though, like if you don't want that to happen, if you want civilians to be safe, the unsullied will not hurt them unless you tell them to, mm. lest you give them that permission. And whenever she starts burning people, that's the, all the permission they need. Um, yeah, I know this, this was really cool. Like a very important scene with Daenerys or just time with Daenerys in this episode, because, man, like, you you, you really get the idea that she is just hungry for power. Like, 
I don't know what people are trying to say and like, ah, it's out of nowhere. Like, oh my God, like she, like she's learning and she is very, you know, on the right side of things most of the, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. Um, so I, I'm not like trying to say like, oh, she's already bad right now. Um, but I mean, she is, she knows her strengths. She knows what she can do and she knows what needs to be done, you know, to, to get there. Um, and like, yeah, I like, I, Daenerys, um, is, I don't know, she's growing on me, uh, this, this season a lot more, um, already, just cause oh. she's always battling those, like, moral dilemmas constantly. And um, she's officially reached the point where she is, she feels more like a ruler than she ever has. You know, season one, she was, uh, she was an underling to everybody, whether it be her brother or Khal Drogo or whatever. Mm. Season two, her people are struggling. She's at the she's at the wills of the people in Karth. She's just she's just trying to get by, trying to find her dragons, all that. Now she's in charge. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, now I've got people who are listening to me, and my dragons are getting big enough to where if I have a problem, I can solve it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But the 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 specific line where like I get why people would be upset with the heel turn at the end of the show is. I want I want to kill my enemies, not not innocents, you know, um, and I think that's important in terms of our framing of her arc, because when we look at where she's at in season eight, and I've made this point a couple of times in previous conversations. She gets to a point where she feels like it's her against the world. She feels mm. ex- she feels ex- excruciatingly yeah. alone there is nobody there is nobody in her corner and therein everyone becomes her enemy and i think that's like that's how we got to look at that arc you know like it's yeah i mean she says it now she doesn't want to attack you know attack innocence and she doesn't until she snaps like she yeah. like that's how i view you know it's, it's she's not herself anymore whenever she starts to burn down yeah, you know that's evolved. it's yeah, not she that, that's that's not her i don't know you know, you don't have to justify a line that she said in season three or, you know, yeah, right. to, to to a point where she's gone insane almost, you know, like she's murdering thousands, so many people. Yeah. You like there's there's no yeah justification. I don't know. It's, so I was I, the sack of King's Landing. Women, but, children. Uh, yeah. Babies butchered like but just the words that were thrown i was just like ah man yeah well then the conversation uh barristan has he's like i was with rhaegar when he fell and uh i was there with the last dragon and uh yeah daenerys was immediately like "Uh, hello she's like she heard that the first time like hello um Um, he was not the last dragon (laughs) but again important detail about how barristan was like he was the finest man i ever met yeah rhaegar he's cool he's just a dudes dude or just right. an every man i don't but know but in that first time first time we were watching though we've got these allegations of him having raped liana and mm. all, all that and it's kind of like we get these conflicting uh accounts of who rhaegar was and it's all sort of like none of it adds up and you're kind of like what the fuck mm. was this guy who was he and like barristan being his right hand man it would feel the most the most trustworthy source for that and there comes a oh, line yeah. i can't remember when it is uh I think it's probably at least a season away where Barristan talks to Danny about how he used to like sing to the, to the common folk and like he'd perform for them. And he was just a, he was just a great man. The, of the Renaissance people. man. Yeah. Rhaegar was just a, just 
like a Leonardo or Leonardo, a uh, Da Vinci. Yeah. Da Vinci. Oh yeah, it is Leonardo. I don't Leonardo. know why. I think I was about to say DiCaprio, um, <laughs> and that's why I stopped because obviously not Leonardo DiCaprio. But um, but no, it's I don't know. It's just this group is so cool. Like checking in with Daenerys. Uh, I think I don't know. I think it will actually become my favorite scene. Um, whenever she goes up and makes the deal, like when actually she strikes the deal. Uh, hmm. that, that's what I was trying to debate, and I didn't know if I was giving Daenerys too much love because I don't know the rest of the episode is pretty goaded. Um, but no, nah, this scene, it, it just knowing that she knows what she said, what he's saying the whole time, like the whole everything about it. Yeah. And I don't know, I I love it. Yeah, I gotta. I, I'm I'm putting the nail in the coffin. Um, no, I dig that. I dig that. But uh, yeah, the only other stuff that happens in Astapor is that meeting with Krasnus. We've basically we're there. It's basically two scenes. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys speaks with Krasnus as he shows her his slave soldiers, the Unsullied, and he repeatedly insults and mocks Daenerys in his native tongue, leaving Masande of Noth to clean up his crude and very uh, insulting words uh, into more respectful language. At one point, she pauses, wondering how to twist a... Uh, because, like, Krasnus isn't even thinking about the fact that she'll have to translate it. He's just talking to the dude next to him, and she's like, Son of a bitch, I have to figure out how to make that work. Um, mm-hmm. because he was just like, this slut doesn't know shit. And, yeah. uh, tracky, they smell like shit, shit and they're yeah. worthless more than pig feed, blah, blah, he blah. Says they are probably not worth, they're not worth the feed. Um, uh, we'll give you three for every one of them. <laughs> how do, like, I, I wonder how much she's actually making this deal, you know, right. like, uh, cause it didn't really seem, that that Kras Krasnus Kras mm-hmm. Kras yeah it didn't really seem like he was coming up with a lot of it right um, he was just insulting the whole time pretty mm-hmm. much pretty much but man but, once uh, that yeah. dragon was on the table <laughs> yeah Danny Danny demands all eight thousand she says she will trade a dragon for it Jorah and Barristan both go no don't do that uh, which they get reprimanded for when they leave and when they leave Daenerys insists that she'll take Masande with her. As a present, mm. and uh, you That's know, where my she, line of the episode comes in. Actually, ah, yes, Valar Margulis. Uh, yes, all men must die, but we are not men. Boom. Yeah, I just Daenerys is. Um, she knows. She she is just on that tier. She's a different tier. Uh, she knows her goal. She knows what she has. She knows that she can just say Dracarys right when that you know she has this planned out. She is no worry that she's going to lose her dragon um, whatsoever. No, yeah, she already has the plan. Um, so I, I don't know. She's just coming into her own very fast. And the braids are growing. There's just, I don't know, every every episode, the hair right. gets a little more detailed. Um, and I funny, guess, I don't know. Funny little detail about the linguistics of uh, Game of Thrones. Valar Margulis, all men must die. She says, yes, but we are not men. Um, there's a detail later on when they decide to kind of fuck with the prince who was promised prophecy. Where they say Valyrian has no gendered language. And if they say all men must die, they mean everybody. Oh. Uh, but yeah. it's it's about the prince or princess who was promised is more specifically what they're talking about in that moment. Okay. But okay. Valar Margulis being Valyrian also has the same connotation where it would be, it would mean mm-hmm. all people must die essentially <laughs> uh so it's uh it's just a funny little thing that they end up not 
not retconning the line fucks you know yeah. but like uh <laughs> ah well and, and even if it doesn't you know it's just in daenerys's no. mind no, it's, you know, a bar. She hears it it's a way. bar it's, it's just a bar yeah i don't know and, and i was confident you would take it so i went with a different one i was like that's too undeniably a good yours line. is yours is good yours was almost my scene yeah. Um, oh, it, it was, was almost so my thing too. Like it was just um, all, all of it was so yeah. damn good. But we will get there. That does conclude the story in uh in Astapor. It was a nice quick little story there this week. Uh where I thought like I was like, damn, we can't be too far off from her burning this motherfucker and taking the unsullied. You, you know, like uh I don't know, fuck it. But we go beyond the wall thereafter, where the Free Folk Army of uh, Mance Raider, including Jon Snow, arrive at the Fist of the First Men, and they survey the aftermath of the fight between the Whites and the Night's Watch, and uh, they notice that it's all horses, uh, designed specifically in a spiral of the artists. Uh, and it's good. They just like doing this. Oh yeah, for fun. It's just their thing. They like doing it. They're like, you know what? We don't get to do a lot. Um, you know, we have hobbies. We have passions. Wait I like art, and I just happen to use dead body parts as my means of creating. Actually, maybe they're goaded. Maybe they because like warging and stuff is like kind of rare amongst the human people, but like maybe it's super common amongst the White Walkers, and they can just do it at will. So like maybe these are just geographical markers like whenever they're looking up at birds they're like oh yeah this is because how the fuck are you gonna know where to go when it's all just snow and like you know they don't have maps they don't have gps this is like their gps sort of thing they're like yep i remember when we killed those people there those are all the half horses no i I dig that i dig that it's also just like a. have always thought it's just like marking their territory they're like we've been here that's true yeah do you want to end up like that yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It's, a, it's a threat. It's like yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it means anything more uh, than being like y'all better watch the fuck out. Like uh, I guess true because they do it inside the castle. Yeah. Um. Eventually, at the end, so it's not it's not they'd be looking at it from the sky. So yeah, they're, they're just doing like, it out of y'all better be afraid. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is hilarious. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> like an army of dead people isn't enough to be scared. We have to design things. And it does make them scarier. It does make it clear that they are threatening them, which is like... I guess it just makes them smart. It's not yeah, just exactly. like uh, an undead force that's just coming at you. It's like... They're not brainless. They're, yeah, they're like, oh, they have a they have thought behind it. They have strategy, you know, yeah. so... Um, yeah, no. That's what it's, the show's just, all about. It's an intimidation so. factor, you know? But uh, regardless, the way Egret's like, I thought you said there were crows here. And he's like, uh, there were... And uh, Mance looks at John and goes, you know what they are now, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, and I like the way that he, like, admires Gior Mormont. He's like, he's not, a, he's not an easy dude to kill, but he's in trouble, regardless of if he's a white or if he's if he's alive. They're far away from home, you know? Mm. Like, he's uh, going to have a tough time. But uh, John says that there were 300 men of the Night's Watch that were there, and he questions whether or not any of them might have been able to make it out. but. Nobody seems super confident about any of that. Mm-hmm. After that, Mance orders Tormund to take a force of 20 men to scale the wall of Castle Black. Uh, scale the wall to attack Castle Black. Um, and uh, saying, you know, they have the wall, but that only guards one side. So if you can get around and get in the other way, that'd be awesome. Take John with you, see if he's worth the shit. If he's not, toss him off the top. That'll be cool. Yeah, just just climb the wall. 
you know, no problem. Just go ahead and climb the tallest thing that's ever in the world. Well, and I love that Tormund's like, yeah. You know, he's like, fuck yeah, Will. This is some shit I've done before. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, they, uh, Mance's plan is for Tormund's small band to distract Castle Black by at- attacking their exposed southern, southern side, at which point Mance's main army will assault from the north. And Tormund's like, uh, how will I know when to, you know, what, what's the signal? How will I know? And he says, I'm going to make the biggest fire the North has ever seen. Mm. Oh. And it, I remember this fire. It's a pretty big mm. fire, and I can't wait to get your, uh, this fire. I don't know what I was expecting. This fire's not nearly as big as I thought it would be. I'm trying to remember. Oh. It's not, it's not it... even remember. It's not even memorable. Like, that's the thing is that, like, huh. the biggest fire the North has ever seen. You better light some shit on fire, you know? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blanking. I don't yeah, remember. No. Well, we will get there. But again, does that happen before the end of this season? The only battle between the the, the Night's Watch and them that I remember, I feel like is the season four penultimate episode, which yeah, is the, super far away. The one where like the Night King actually like is there and he well, raises that's, them that's in front. the season five penultimate episode i'm oh. talking about when they actually fight at castle black and Again. eager dies and stuff okay um oh we'll see okay what's the yeah, season three Dragon. finale called season three is misha misha m-h-y-s-a misa yeah thank you. um <laughs> oh misa yeah there we go um, it is the season finale that she does that the yeah, that she takes everyone over. Yeah, and she takes all the she she frees all the enslaved people because uh-huh. they go Misa Misa. Mother is there. Valerian. When are the sons of Harpy like the masked people? Of I believe that, that is season. That's when she gets to the four and five the pyramid. Um, yeah, place, right. Yeah, that's so that's Mar- yeah. I believe that's Marine. Um. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of what else could happen with Daenerys before they get there. And I think it's mainly um, maybe her just walking like the walk of punishment and learning more of how bad things are, I think, is maybe like all that happens between now and her taking over everybody. This is a big launching point for her arc for the next couple seasons because she decides before heading over to Westeros that she is going to end Slaver's Bay. Mm. Like she is going to stop yeah. that from being a thing, um, which yeah. is a damn a queen breaker queen of chains. Mountain there. Hey, her name is pretty strong. Uh, it is indeed. But nevertheless, a little bit further south, Lord Commander Gior Mormont has led the survivors of that battle to Craster's Keep, and Craster's like, <laughs> "Come on in, you pieces of shit. It's time to eat this." Slop I've prepared for you, apparently. Guy sucks. Dude, he's the worst. Guy sucks. He's like, why don't y'all just eat Sam here? He's big. I could just slice a little bit off as you go. And he thinks that he's. Thinks that he's actually, like, a god. Like, he actually has a god complex. Like, this dude, like. He actually thinks that he's doing good work here, you know? And the fact that he can't even, like, deal with a birth you know like mm-hmm. the noises of birth and he, like what does he say like 
Tell her to bite bite down on a rag unless she wants to bite down on my fist. Give it like, I don't know, this dude. uh, Trash. Trash. But the whole godly man stuff, he's like, I'm a godly man. And Gior's like, oh, you think you're a godly man, huh? And he's like, yeah, I'm right. I'm right with the gods. I'm not afraid of anything out there. The real gods. So he clearly knows. He clearly knows that the whites, he's right with the whites. He's like, I don't have shit to worry about. I'm good. Those are his gods. Um, I guess fair to him, you know, after seeing that, I'd be like, well, that's real. I see that. I could die. I'm cool with him. I'll keep it that way. But he didn't have to, he doesn't have to do it this way and be this dickish about it. I don't know. No. Um, No. Dude's just, ugh. Oh, he's a trash-ass human being, and it's only made even clearer how trash he is by the horror that Gilly experiences when she gives birth to a boy, um, which Sam witnesses. And this is the launching of Sam and Gilly's entire story throughout the whole show. Fucking uh, wonderful couple. One of the only couples that's like... You want them to succeed. And, and they you, do. And like, and, yeah, and, and, and it's they do. nice out of... Uh, I feel like that was the one couple that the writers of the show would be like, okay, we can't do anything there. That'd be, that'd be too far. That'd be, that'd just be a little too much. Gotta keep them. Gotta let them. We can't let them kill baby Sam. And we sure as shit can't let them kill Gilly. We need Samwell to just get lucky. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Which I love. I love it. But, uh, yeah, that concludes the story up north, uh, beyond the wall. And, uh, we therein head to River Run, where oh. in the Riverlands, the castle seat of House Tully, the funeral of uh, Hoster Tully, is held on the banks of the Red Fork. And uh, King Rob Stark has arrived with the main force of his army, and he helps launch his maternal grandfather's funeral boat, along with uh, Hoster's younger brother, Brendan Tully, also known as the Blackfish, which is an all-time character in this show who just shows up every now and then and is absolutely fucking awesome. Um, but uh, Catelyn and Rob's new wife, uh, Talisa, look on this uh, assembled crowd of bannermen on the dock and Hoster's young, youngest child, uh, Catelyn's brother, Edmure, attempts to light the funeral boat on fire, but fails three different times. And just as the Loser. boat is about to disappear, you know... Uh, the blackfish steps in and it's like, all right, let's get this shit over with. I wonder if this is a, the reason they put this in is that, what's his, uh, Drejoy. Holy fuck. I only know him as Recred. You're Theon. Theon. Wow. Holy mother. Uh, because Theon's not there and he's just, you know, he's about that archery and he, he's pinpoint. But like, right. is it be, like, would he even be the one to do that, or like? Um, no, it's got to be. It's got to be someone in the family. Yeah, someone in the so like you wouldn't even be the one to do it, right? Um, and I didn't know if it was something like a. I was trying to be like, why put that in? But it's just like it's just Game of Thrones humor. Like that's oh, this episode is full, and it's also an incredible introduction to a super badass. That's true. I guess it gives uh, Blackfish a time to shine. And it also um, gives us a chance to recognize how pathetic Edmure Tully is, who we also haven't met. We met both of these people for the first time, and it, the contrast between the two is very evident mm. and plain. 
And there's a point at the, the little council in season eight, whenever they're like, who should be king? Where Edmir steps up and he's like, I will bear this burden. <laughs> and Sansa goes, please sit down. That's awesome. Oh, I forgot that, that it's, it's even, I had no idea that that dude makes it all the way through and that he was actually there during yep. that meeting. That's yep. incredible that it's just, all right, sit back. All right, buddy, just go ahead and take your seat. Um, but, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, the joke behind. I think we're good now. getting real bad on me i don't know if you can hear me i can hear you now i got you now i was the only so far in the episode that it's, it's that bad uh, it's settling again i imagine someone start a new episode of something but uh, i guess what were you gonna ask the joke yeah i was gonna like what's the joke behind the blackfish's name and like the reason he got the name the blackfish um, um well because he is uh it's a play on black sheep but Tully's house, their sigil is a is a fish, so he's the blackfish. Uh, he he doesn't fit uh, in with the family. He was never. Uh, okay, yeah. I see that now. I didn't know. I didn't know if it referred to something like that he did in his younger age, like or some. I don't know, like a thing that defined. I don't know. Or, and I'm, I, I don't know because it does it seem to define him. He's like they've been calling me the blackfish for so long that nobody even knows my real name. And it's like maybe there was something there. Uh, I think it was just a, to symbolize his shit relationship with his family. He's like, I, yeah, that, I see now. I yeah. see now. Now that's, I feel like that's, that's definitely, that's definitely it right now for sure. Because like his conversation that he has with Kat here, like, holy shit, this scene was so, so good. good. It got like, Michelle fairly my, uh, my performance nod. No uh, one else week. is getting it this episode. Like no one else could top what she did this. Like, I don't know. Mm. She like, this scene, I, I I was struggling so much. I I was about to give it like almost the clean sweep, uh, but then I saw you gave you know something. Yeah. But I you know what I will give the blackfish the character not here. I was as close well. to that as well. Um, I was like, because uh, that was you close. you are right about a character coming into an episode, and every time he shows up, he's just like that cool dude. Like he is just a badass dude. In this episode. He like he's nothing but a badass, and you're like the arrow. Well, he's the, a badass, but he's also like caring and empathetic towards Catelyn, which is like, really really cool. Very um, clear headed, yeah, and like talk like says exactly what needed to be said in the time. You know, it dude, was like the way that he delivers the line that uh, he's like, "If it helps, what helps me is the idea that even at the at the worst during the worst war possible." In most places around the world, absolutely nothing is happening. And, uh, so true. I know. I'm like, like, damn. I, we kind of feel that right now, like today. Mm. Like, we just have so much crazy shit going on. We're like, who knows what's about to happen in the world? But we're in the middle of fuck Missouri, pretty much, you know, on the grand scheme of things. Like, we don't really have that much going on. At all. I'm even way more in the middle of fuck nowhere in Missouri when I'm down at school. And there's sure as shit not nothing going on. Or there is nothing going on down there. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. It was just... He was right 
or like his, the way he was thinking about war and things and talking about it and then the family at, like Ooh. conversation that they had like, and you need to be strong for Rob because he needs to believe Bran and Rickon are alive and if he doesn't this war is lost you know yeah. there's there's no point um, like he needs to be strong so you need to be strong for there's him this part of the book know, like, where Catelyn is like contemplating how she is tired of that hmm She's tired of being strong for everybody else. She just wishes she could get that moment of weakness, just be allowed to not be depended on to just mm. be, but she can't, she never does. And that line she delivers here where she's like, I will never see my children again. She doesn't. Yeah. Uh. She never sees Brandon Rickon again. And it's not because they're dead it's because she dies. And it's like, Oh my fucking God. That shit hurt my soul, man. That God. that scene was incredible. Yeah, uh, they. I don't know the blackfish. I gotta I gotta pay attention more whenever he pops up. Uh, he's not a he's not a frequent he's not a frequent yeah. player. He'll be in season three a few more times. He's at the red wedding, but uh, actually uh, gets up to go take a piss before everything breaks out. So he wasn't in there. That's yeah. good. To, oh, I was like, wait, how is he at the red? Oh, like, am I forgetting a big part of his story? Is he on the no. bad side? Does he? No, I'm like, no. he I'm just like, gets oh. up and goes to take a piss, and then everything happens. He misses out on it. He's like, okay, well, the world just seemed, you know. Now, yeah, that that was a very meaningful piss. I bet he he will remember that piss remember for, that the piss for the rest of his, of his life. life. Yeah, he and will. we do see. I do believe we see the end of his life, but that's a long ways down the road. Um. I don't want to think about it right now. Several seasons down the line. But, Good. anywho, another scene that almost got my favorite was the next one, where King Rob, the Blackfish, and Edmure all confer in River Run's meeting room, where the war is not mm. going well for them. The Lannisters have defeated their enemies in the south and secured King's Landing from attack, as well as a marriage alliance with House Tyrell. They have superior numbers, wealth, strategy. Edmure begins to speak about his recent victory at the Battle of Stone Mill. Uh, which pushed the Lannister army under the mountain from the Riverlands. And Rob is like, oh, good fucking job, you goddamn idiot. Mm -hmm. The you fact, like, the can you imagine? <laughs> this is like, this is like me talking to my dad's brother and being like, you're so fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know this. It was, I don't know, this dude was just, he thought he had it all, you know, and it, he thought he was winning. Every time that he was saying something and just... It's so funny to think about talking to his uncle like that. Like, that's 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 his mom's brother. And he's like, he's like, you fucking idiot. You really fucked this for me. You know that? If you would have yeah. just been patient, I would have had exactly... I would have been able to tell you exactly what was going to happen. Instead, you acted out, you little bitch. Um, he's like, we took, we took a bunch of uh, prisoners. And he's like, oh, oh, have you noticed that I haven't even seated for my sisters mm. you think they're gonna do it for some fucking his tywin's father's brother's son yeah this dude just didn't really think anything through um whatsoever he just he wants the glory you know and that's i, I like that that's what rob immediately says he's like no nah, dude shut up like it's not about glory that's what gets robbed to like to start to be like, all right, dude, shut up. Let me teach you a lesson now. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's I see the 
why he misses the arrows now. I like it's it's just to make this dude look pitiful. He's pathetic. Yeah, he's weak. He's pathetic, yeah. yeah. But the the and the way he's like, but for every every man we lost, the Lannisters. Lost. He's like, I don't give a fuck. We need our men. Lan- Tywin does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's Tywin is benefiting from this, you know, mm-hmm. pretty Big much. Time. I, I guess I guess a small victory for the the Stark army, you know, um, but a very small loss, right? You know, for the Lannister army as well so yeah I don't, um <laughs> what a yeah wow what a pathetic dude um this 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 was definitely the the best part of the episode in general oh, at large the whole series in river well. is just Man. incredible yeah. uh but looking then, out on the river like yeah. that shot too like and Earth, i sat here every day waiting for my dad to come back you know and then oh. my boys must have done the same for me every you know yeah. and like no nah. Yeah, no. Fuck. Michelle Fair. There's only one more scene in River Run, and it's uh, it's another contender for me, but didn't quite get it. Uh, Talisa bandaging the wounds of the uh, prisoners they have. Uh, talking up features, her dude. Yeah. Features an actor who returns in a different role and in a much larger role. That's Tommen. That's what I was uh, like. Hey, if they knew who they actually had here, they would, uh, they, maybe they would actually trade. Yeah, right. Um, but right. No, no, yeah. kid playing Martin <laughs> Lannister is Tom and Baratheon. Yep. Uh, I don't know the kid's real name. Sorry. But uh, yeah, same kid. Uh, and I love the way that she's, is it true that the North eats the flesh of their enemies? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Dean uh, Charles Chapman. Chapman? Charlie? Like, I wonder. I wonder if he's part of the Chaplin or Chapman. Oh. Chaplin, not Chaplin. Not yeah. Chaplin. Chaplin. We've already discovered that Talisa Una Chaplin is a part of that family. Oh, whoa! That would have been even wilder if Tommen right. was right. also related to her, and they were actually family. Whoa, that would have been nuts. okay. Another Close. layer. One letter deeper. off. Well, that's kind of nuts. That is um, wild. That is wild. But she she does say her husband doesn't eat children, and then she's like, "Well, unless it's a full moon. Is it a full moon tonight?" And he says, "No." And she's like, "You're you're safe. You're good." Uh, I just love the idea that they spread these horror stories about the mm. North yeah. so that they, like, are feared. I love that. Such oh, yeah. a great idea. You gotta hype up her man, too. Exactly. You know, that's, every chance she, she can so get. so fucking cute, dude. I, uh, it's just gonna hurt so fucking bad. It's gonna hurt so fucking bad. We got, we got time. We got we time. There's a little bit more time. We, we can let it breathe. Uh, <laughs> I know. But, uh... <laughs> That concludes the story there, and we head to King's Landing, where Tywin is called the first meeting of the small council since he arrived in the city and has assumed the position of Hand of the King. And he has the meeting room, the meeting place in a changed room next to his own quarters in the Tower of the Hand. He says, it's a much uh, more intimate table. The the chairs, they're nicer, and it's much closer to the Tower of the Hand, so that's cool. Good for you, buddy. Uh <laughs> The way, the way that Cersei lifts up a chair and sets it down and everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. And then the, the I almost picked Peter Dinklage mm. for the performance of <laughs> just because of this. Nothing just this that happened, the way that the way his face looks as soon as Cersei picks up her chair and moves it over, you can tell he's had an idea. And then really? the entire time he's dragging the chair, he is holding back laughter. He's like, 
He's like trying not to smile. He's like, I know this is so fucking funny right now. He's like, like it's, it, he thought he had like a great fucking joke and he just couldn't, he couldn't keep it in. He had to I, do it. I gotta see it now. I gotta see Cause I, I didn't notice that. It. He's like, he's got like a tiny, tiny smirk on his face. Oh, I see it now. He's, that's the thing that these little, just Game of Thrones humor, you know, he's just dragging a chair, you know, that's all that's happening. Um, but I love how, like, even Littlefinger, like, walks so fast to get the seat next to Tywin, and then Varys was like, you know, he looked at him like, oh, okay, sure, go, sure, dude, go ahead, like, whatever. Like, everyone had, like, a little reaction, like, you know, in this later, like, how... Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, I don't know, it's, the it just goes to show that, like, they're worried about all these little things that don't matter at all, instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the actual things they're supposed to be doing you know they're they're more i went there for he's like so let me get this straight you guys three of you cersei littlefinger varus you have the the most spies in the world there's nobody with more spies than you three uh none of you can locate jamie there's not a single fucking one of you who can figure out where he is and uh they're like well we know rob's up at his grandpa's funeral, he's like, I don't give a fuck, where's Jamie? Uh, and they're like, oh, I don't know, fuck. And then uh, Tywin's like, alright, fuck it. Uh, Roos can keep Hall. I loved the way that Varys like, poked fun at Littlefinger. He was like, which would seem to make Roos Bolton <laughs> the lord of Harrenhal. Mm. Uh, ironically enough. And Tywin's like, he can fucking keep it. The title is not enough, is, is enough to give Littlefinger the social standing uh, to be suitor of uh lady lisa aaron and Littlefinger's like oh it should be a great one lady lisa aaron has always been quite taken with me and everyone rolling their fucking eyes in the room uh yeah like okay okay dude like i don't know like this everyone was just scheming on like everyone was just throwing shade everywhere like and just the looks that were thrown and oh dude like it's crazy that like they have to just know their characters so well that, like, they have to know how they'd react to, like, these, you know, like, On I the, don't know. The tactical move Tywin's making here by placing Littlefinger as the as the Lord of Harrenhal, marrying him to Lysa Aaron, it makes the veil, which has previously been neutral, on their side, which is mm. huge. They have a massive force. So it's like, all of a sudden, the war has really changed if the, if... Littlefinger gets married in time. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I didn't, like it's a, it's a big fucking deal. Okay, but, yeah, uh, true. Nevertheless, Tyrion points out that if Baelish departs for the Vale, then there's no Master of Coin, and Tywin's like, "Perfect, you got this." And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? A lifetime <laughs> of egregious wealth has not taught me much about managing money." Uh, <laughs> and I love the way Paiso was like, "Ha, yes." <laughs> You little bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, any chance anyone can get to throw shade, they do it. Like, they just, they, uh, uh, this, it's just a little roast session was honestly what, what this small Everyone council meeting Everyone being passive aggressive yeah. in the yeah. small council meeting. <laughs> Outstanding. But uh, Cersei makes it clear that this promotion is really intended to give him an opportunity to make mistakes he will be blamed for. Um. <laughs> she's like oh, it's a good thing you have this now we can actually blame shit on you you know 
Now we have reason That's to be pissed at you instead of just being generally angry that you were ever born. Damn. Man. Poor Tyrion. Right, does man. He, does he do well? As Master of Coin, um, I think like, he does surprisingly well. Yeah, like mm. that's the thing about Tyrion. He just keeps doing good work, and everyone's always like, "God fucking damn it! Why can't you fuck up? We want to hate you so bad, dude. Just fuck up one time, dude. You're too good at everything. We hate you so much. We just want a reason to." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> after mm. the meeting, Tyrion, Podrick Payne, and Sir Bronn drop by Littlefinger's office in his brothel, where Podrick can't seem to take his eyes off of Roz's big old titties and mm. Littlefinger says it was the uh, safest place to keep such records uh, the where all those books were that Tyrion was coming to pick up and he's like uh, oh safe huh not safe for bastards am I right oof yeah 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 I was like Yeesh. ooh that did happen crazy stray uh, but uh <laughs> Baelish says he hopes Tyrion does well in the position as he owes him for securing the release of Roz after Cersei arrested her, and he's like, "Now, why would she think that you were that you and Roz were in an intimate relationship?" He's like, "Well, we did fuck once," and Littlefinger's like, "I know that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but why? Why would she think that? And he's like, there, "There's no answer there." And uh, he says it was just a misunderstanding. And Tyrion and Bronn then lead Pod into the next room, where he says, "You know, Pod, I've been thinking about what I can do to pay you back for the 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 ten everything you've done for me is well." above and beyond you you shouldn't have done as much as you have as a squire for me and i appreciate it greatly so pod have you ever been with a woman no this is my man's this is my man's first time yeah he's out he's out here like that Mm -hmm. Uh, he's out here like that but uh Tyrion says this is your reward and he walks through showing off a a plethora of women uh, Mari, Jenna, and Kayla, one of only four women in the world who can perform a Miranese knot. And she shows off quite a bit in her flexibility. I was like, the way Podrick just like his jaw drops, he's like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, he just doesn't know what to think right now. He's, he's going through a roller coaster of emotions. And this dude just, he owned it. I mean, I want to know the details. You know, it makes, I I need to, interestingly enough, the chick who plays the one who can perform the Miranese knot, her real name is Pixie Lanot. Lay Knot, K-N-O-T. So there might have been a little, that might have been a little reference to the actual name that she has, which is cool. Uh, She was born for that. This is this is what she was made for. Her picture wow. on the fandom website when I clicked on it was her doing that. Dang. The putting her yeah. hand, put I mean, like that's... in like a photo, sh- not in the episode, like in a separate. Oh setting. yeah. Oh, I bet it's. I bet there's not many people. I bet like the one of four people in the world that might be like legit true. Like maybe right. there are only four people that can do that. I don't know. Um, because I can't do that. If I tried to do that, I think I would. I would break something my back is broke immediately Yeah, something's going bad (laughs) Um. but uh Tyrion sets a a pouch of coins on the table which all of them accept gladly and uh later on Tyrion is reading through the financial records and explains to Bronn that Peter was not as good as everyone might have thought the reason the the crown always had money is because he continuously borrowed it Mm. uh not just from his father, who 
he's not truly concerned about. Yeah, his father won't forgive debts, but that's only a few million. We could probably manage that. And the way that Bronn's like, uh, what happens if I don't pay you back? He's like, well, you, you have to pay me back. He's like, but what if I don't? <laughs> he's like, Fair this point. is why I don't lend you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, but he's asking the right questions. The man doesn't know. He, he no. said, he's like, I don't know how it works. I've just stayed away from it. He's just trying to, to figure everything out. Yeah. Cause if, if the answer is, I'm going to come after you and try to kill you, Bron's probably like, I got no, that won't. covered. Yeah, yeah, I got like, that covered. He's like, so I, I can just, so he, he, on his mind, he's like, wait, I can just borrow money and not have to pay it back ever. <laughs> exactly. So like, he's like, should I get more into yeah. taking money from people and saying I'll pay them back? Yeah. So, I mean, this, I don't know, Bron, Bron's just, he's a smart man. He just wants to gather as much information as he can. That man's, that man's a king. Uh, yeah. But uh, regardless, Tyrion's like, no, what I'm truly worried about is the Iron Bank of Bravos, who we are tens of millions in debt to uh, and if they d- if we don't pay them back they will just go ahead and fund our enemies they always get their money back one way or another and right after that Podrick returns and Tyrion goes oh look at our boy doesn't he have a little bit of a skip in his step and he's like oh yes he does my lad he does and uh, Tyrion is concerned that he lost heart and fled because Pod goes ahead and puts the pouch of coins back on the table. And uh, he goes, oh, Pod, why? I, this was a gift. Aww, what did man. you do? Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, I, I, I don't know, they my lord. They didn't just take it. They didn't take it. They gave it back. And they go, I'm sorry. Excuse me. They gave it back. What did you do to these women? All sorts of things. Did they seem to like these things? Yes, my lord. And uh, <laughs> the way Bronn's like, well, they're paid. of course they did. They're paid mm-hmm. to enjoy these things. And Tyrion mm-hmm. goes, but this time they weren't paid. So you're the way they both me, just like uh, pause yeah. and they're like, all right, let's pour up. Podrick, yeah, sit instantly. down. I need to hear this. Yeah, I like grab the wine. We need every detail, excruciatingly copious. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need everything. Um, <laughs> and the man is born. The God Pod himself. Sex God Pod. Big God Podrick. Got that God Rod Pod. God Rod Pod. The God Rod. <laughs> yep. That's. He's got something. I don't know what it is, but man. Um, he's born. Um, today is his birth. Um, Given I don't know. Maybe he's. Brain, he's pain. Yeah, maybe he's always had it in him. You know? I guess he's. Yeah. he's um, the way that, yeah. you know, we, John was the prince who was promised, but the mm. lesser known prophecy is the prince who was promised to fuck. And that's that's Podrick Payne. Yeah, this is the true. This is the prophecy I care more about. You know, this, this is, is the, the side of the universe to see fulfilled. Yeah. And. Uh, oh, no, that's the thing is that even. They could have gone much more into detail and stuff. I think it was actually handled sort of very well for game of thrones oh yeah no but that's the Uh, thing is that like there there's nothing that he could have said that would have fulfilled like some insurmountable like no fucking way sort of thing like no he's just that good at sex there's like there's nothing there's nothing to it he's just like that's it and they don't want to give away his secrets it's a mystery this man's mystically this man has mystical levels of fucking you know like he's he's uh, he's otherworldly what uh, other character? What other show? What show 
is that just a side character? Right. <laughs> the God Rod, you know? He, the he, God Rod Pod. Wow. Big Dick oh. Podrick. Man. King. King should have fucked Mountain. But that concludes the story in King's Landing, and we head to Dragonstone, one of our last three locations on the journey. Mm. This, oh, speaking of, Podrick was my favorite character of the episode. Forgot to mention oh, that. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Podrick was my favorite character of the episode for all the reasons we just said. Uh, Pod and Blackfish. What an unexpected... That's a good, that's a good duo. Yeah, that's sick. Okay. So but drag- we're heading oh, to Stannis? Dragonstone. Yeah, yeah, Stannis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking with Melisandre, she prepares to depart by the boat, and he is worried that his enemies think he is defeated, and they're laughing at him, and that now she is abandoning him. Yeah, baby, don't go. I want to fuck. And she assures him, you know, that she still thinks he is the Lord's chosen, but she must travel to obtain something vital for the cause. And Stannis says, I want you. More importantly, I want Joffrey and Rob dead, though. Is there any chance you can do that? Any chance you can make me another shadow, baby? I know it just seems that Stannis is real horny and he wants it, but, like, Melisandre actually drops kind of a line that is kind of interesting, saying that he's like, give me another son. And then she says, "That would kill no, you. it would kill you. Like, what is, what does that mean? Yeah, right. Like, right. is, so I'm assuming, whenever they fuck the first time, whenever they're fucking, she's, like, drawing, like, something it's out of force. him. Yeah, like, and it's, it's like the, the king's blood, because it is king's blood, and, like, that's yeah. an important thing, you know, whatever. But then, like, it, and I don't know, like, actually taking, like, some of his life force, because he does seem, you know, weaker, but he thinks it's due to the battle and everything, but, like, maybe right. it's, you know, because of that. And I don't know, I didn't, I've never caught these things before, you know? No, right, right. Um, Not in the way that she's, your fire burns low, you know, like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, she just, uh, uh, there's also the funnier perspective where it could be like, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's like, you don't it have it in you. He can't get it up right you can't, now. You yeah, can't get it up. there's uh, no way. Like Melisandre's, oh, I guess she's she's been around the block. She has. Um, she, I she's mean, been what, around she's like two hundred, three hundred. Who knows? Um, but the whole conversation here about how he wants Joffrey and Rob dead, and they're going to need King's blood to do it. Mm. Uh, and she's like, "You are not. There are others with blood in your vein, in their veins. Uh, that is yours." And uh, we're we're assuming that's King Robert's bastard children. And more specifically, Gendry Baratheon, if we, mm. if you recall where the story mm-hmm. goes. Yes. And most importantly, the way that this arc goes. Season 3, Episode 3. Both Rob and Joffrey are dead by Season 4, Episode 2. They're dead within the next 10 episodes. They conduct that ritual. And they say they want Joffrey and Rob dead before either of them die. With Gendry's with Gendry's blood. There's just like a ton of evidence in the corner of the Lord of Light oh. existing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, okay. We've seen Melisandre do some things that she lit every Dothraki sword on fire. Um... You know, she can just do that. She can, is pretty much immortal, I guess, with the necklace. Shout out to that ruby. Yeah, whatever's in there. Um, So, 
there's there is something there. She made oh, yeah. a a dark bet. Yeah, like that. That's just that's real. You know, and that's real. That's real that, as fuck. Yeah, I don't that know. I, I was there. I saw. Yeah. It. So I think it's maybe that's like the grander story that George R. R. Martin's waiting to unveil is like it's this is actually the big players. You know, it's it's the Lord of Light versus um the fucking Drowned God versus yeah the, right or whatever it's everybody up top. Um. <laughs> after that we do head to the north in an undisclosed location where Theon Greyjoy escapes from the dungeon with the help of a young man who gives him a horse and tells him to ride east Theon's like thank you I will make you a I will make you a lord of the Iron Islands for this it's like we're not in the Iron Islands and Theon's like what the fuck where are we where am I right now what the fuck is going on and as he rides he is chased down and hunted by his captures in a prolonged chase. Uh, ultimately, his pursuers split into two groups and trap him between them, and he's knocked off his horse with a flail. Theon's captors pin him to the ground, pull down his pants, and the leader declares that he intends to fuck him into the dirt. Um, thank fucking God that mm. that doesn't happen. Theon, Theon, I know he eventually goes through a lot, this single act would have been equally as bad as everything else he goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Torture is like, on your own, you know, and it's, it does suck. Like that's, I don't know. This, this, this in and of itself would be torture. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it... and it's still, it, it, it's like, does Ramsey, he just know, like this dude is just so twi- like he did. Was this his goal? Shows. Like, he knew that these people would, like, where are, are these people of House, yeah, they're of House Bolton. They know who Ramsey is, at least, because, you know. The people of House Bolton are sick fucks. Like, so they're hunting for sport. Like, Ramsey released him, and they, like, knew. Yeah, yeah. And then, so he's like, all right, so go hunt him for sport. And then Ramsey just made the decision on himself to kill yeah, didn't tell so. them they were, he was going to do that. Because, like, he shoots him through the back of the arrow and he goes, you little bastard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. a little hint because we don't yet know that he's Ramsey Bolton or Ramsey yeah. Snow. You yeah. little bastard. That's who he is. He is a little bastard. Okay. Uh, okay. This but, is uh, clearing up more now. But Yeah, the way that... Uh, ah, dude, just... And again, I thought we were going to get him taking him back and being like... Nope. Ha ha. I'm drawing that out before. Nope. Uh, I mean, that, that kill shot though, like, that was, I mean, it, it was, uh, who said it in the, maybe the hound or something like that. Maybe it comes later, like, a bow, a bow, a coward's weapon, you know, yeah, from yeah, range. Yeah. I like to be up close and personal. But then you get Ramsey literally looking a man in the eyes and then, yeah. boom, like, I was like, Damn, that That's was personal. I didn't even think about that connection. That's exactly what they were doing with yeah, this episode. Like that uh, that was a execution. Like that's mm-hmm. I don't know. You, he like I don't that was just gnarly. weird like with a bow, that's different. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, the way it, like it fires with such fucking speed and then it just like it slows down. Like it's so it's so bizarre to see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's no, it's not brain splattering or just like an instant fall over. It's it's just a sleek through. Just oh damn, fucking horrifying. But yeah. 
After that, we head to the Riverlands, where at the end of the crossroads in the in the Riverlands, Arya, Gendry, and Hot Pie are still in the company of the Brotherhood without banners, who are preparing to take off, and Gendry has finished uh, fixing a steel breastplate, which Thoros puts on, and Arya asks him, you know, why the fuck are you helping them? There were prisoners of theirs, and Thoros is like, you are not prisoners, again, you can leave if you want to, we're just advising you that you shouldn't, like, we're not killing you. There are certainly people out there who want to kill Ned Stark's daughter. That's just a guarantee. Uh, Pretty cool, Arya, dude. Pretty yeah. chill. This yeah. dude's chill. I like uh, Thoros. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, Arya notices that they are loading the Hound into a prisoner cart. So she walks over and is like, you remember the last time you were at the end of the crossroads? Mm. And he's like, it looks like fucking every shitty inn there's ever been. Like, no. Uh, that's where he killed the butcher's boy. In season oh, one, episode two. Yeah. Okay, I see why now. Because I was, I was kind of lost there. I'm like, what was the last time? Like, I was kind of thinking. I, was, I don't know. I was a little. Okay. That is a two seasons ago callback. Like that is season wow. one, episode two that that happens. Yeah, which is forever ago. Hmm. But but uh, uh oh man, I just realized we had no Hodor's. We didn't check in no with Bran. Okay, yeah, duh. Okay, there, there you go. go. That was who we didn't get this episode. Okay, I felt like something was missing. I just didn't quite hit it. Okay, but the Hodor counter keeps us true. That that's the thing that made me remember because we go. didn't get any there Hodor's. Um, and I guess Arya kind of killed that uh the wolf, the bread wolf, um, the hot ah, pie yeah, bread wolf. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in there. Uh, yeah, the bread wolf put something in there. I but, guess uh, as they get ready to leave, hot pie is like, oh, I'm staying, and. uh He's like, they're like, what the fuck? He's like, well, I'll bake some bread for the innkeeper. And uh, she really liked it. And she said that she was going to keep me in exchange for all the free meals. It's Podrig. I started cooking for them and they just liked it so much that they're just going to keep me here for free if I just keep cooking for them. That's his <laughs> sec. He's just the god chef. Yeah. Hot pie is the god. You know, the he's, prince he's, who was promised to bake. We Man, so many bad. We got the blackfish, Podrig. And, uh, you know, Hot Pie, give him his flowers. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. He, Hot Pie he deserves it. And this goodbye was so sweet. You know, this was another one that made me smile yeah. ear to ear. Like, whenever uh, he, like, gives it to her and she's like, what is it? And he's like, it's a wolf. And Gendry, like, holds back laughter and oh, she yeah. looks at it and she's like, this is <laughs> that's, cool, thank you. That's the tail? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, oh, no. It, that's Hi. It's very good. And, and that he's just standing there like smiling. I loved it. I was like, you know what? Thank God. Hot pie got a happy yeah. ending. He's just baking somewhere. Thank, yeah. thank you. I love if it. you've ever if you've ever cooked for someone too, it is the best thing to hear that it's good. Whenever mm. you see them eat it and then they say, Oh wow, this it's like it's a different feeling. And like right. that's and like the look on Hot Pie's face, like when it was just like he was like, Oh, that wasn't really the goodbye I wanted. It was a little weird, I don't know. But then she's like, It's real and then he just just gets wow. the you know, full so of joy in it. Yeah. So and hell I love yeah. It, like it was like a far pan out too where like he's just standing in the door of the inn. It's like it felt like a true like that's it. Goodbye. We'll never see Hot Pie again. He's just happy, you know? Uh and we do see him like one more time, but uh nothing hmm. happens to him. It's just a nice little stop by. Uh, nice. Yeah, good on you, hot pie. Pie. hot pie. Love him. God, the the chef who was promised. The mm. chef who was promised. Uh, but somewhere else in the Riverlands, Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth have been taken captive by Locke, mm. who is part of a, de- a detachment from House Bolton. Sick fucks. Mm. Okay, uh, this yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yes, 
Yes, it does. Uh, as they ride along, the men sing a rousing chorus of the bear and the maiden fair. Great song, by the way. Lo- I love I love a shanty. You know? Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. vibe. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I like that. Okay. I- I've only listened to like sea. C- C- it's hard for me to say. I fuck it up every sea shanties. Sea shanty. Um, yeah. Just because of like the Assassin's Creed games whenever you're going around on your boat. And then I got yeah, into right. a big... The shanty phase. Here um, from here God, I, black and brown and covered like, in hairy. Smell that girl from summer air. There's the not air the maiden fair. Every time I try, like, see, she, my brain locks. Like I can't. It just you say she shanty. I no. It, it just it is incredibly hard for my brain to even compute. Even like I don't everything. Like see, I have to stop everything to say. I, I can't. I just can't yeah, do it. No, I like you. sometimes that's, I just can't do it. I don't. It. I love yeah, that. I don't know why, but like my Assassin's Creed, like that's the thing. I wanted to talk about it so much to like these, like just because of my Assassin's Creed phase, but I just could never do it because I, I can't say that that phrase. I can't say that word. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I have it. to refer to it. Like I don't know, but anyway. Now I remember the the phase of the pandemic, uh, where everyone was listening to sea shanties. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. It was a the nice... well men come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. And rum, dude. They, this, they fuck. They uh, fuck. They yeah, that genre of music fucks. I have to. That's. I have to refer to it as something that I can't. You know, every time. But, the music um, genre that was promised. Shanty. Yes. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, they are. They're tied up back to back on one of the horses. Jamie and Brienne here, and Jamie warns her that when they make camp tonight. She will be sexually assaulted more than once, and his honest advice is to not fight and to just think of Renly. And she's like, you are a goddamn moron. You know that? You're a piece of shit fuckface, and I hate you. Mm. Um, Jamie's stance on uh, sexual assault, a little jarring. A little jarring, uh, especially given that he does sexually assault his sister later on. Uh, some things are unforgivable for Jamie, and that's one of them. Have a tough time with that. But uh, he says they were only sent to capture Jamie and there and Brienne means nothing to them. So if they if she tries to fight, they will kill her and it won't matter to them. It's not a big deal. And Brienne says, well, I will fight even if they do try to kill me. And Jamie's like, well, if I were a woman, I would fight to the death before being before, before being raped, too. So at least they can find some common ground there. But uh, later that night. Locks men make camp and do indeed drag Brienne kicking and screaming into the bushes uh, to uh, sexually assault her. And this was, uh, I was very, very close to picking Gwendolyn Christie as Brienne of Tarth as my performance. Mm. Not for the screaming, but like in a little bit. When, the, she uh, knows what's happening to Jamie before Jamie does. And the way she's looking at him like, nope. Nope. Mm. Like you, you, you are getting lulled into comfort, and they are yeah. going to do something to you. I know that for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, she's got like tears in her eyes. Way. Yeah, God, it's just that ah, they're so twisted. They're disgusting. Um, well, but... and like th- they, the way they lull, they're like they give you hope. They make you feel mm-hmm. like you're comfortable, and then they're like, "Now we're gonna really fuck your life up." Okay, yeah. like all of them, all of yeah. them are like mm-hmm. that. What the fuck? What the fuck yeah. are they teaching in House Bolton? Like, I don't know. I yeah I don't I don't know but it's wrong, um, but the 
the focus on his hand though the mm. whole time before he's sitting in the tree his hand is there and it's like it's very dark and there's not many things that you can see in color like in that shot it's like the tree his clothes are all dark his face is even like muddied and like his hair is dark so like everything's dark but like the only things that are like reflective like in the shot is like his hand and like it's just you see it so clearly and he's holding it so perfectly still and in the way that like he eventually gets like it replaced and i don't know i was watching the episode i'm like wait a minute you know i'm like is this does it happen right now you know i'm like i kind of forgot how he lost his hand but i'm like yeah i guess this is around the time you know or it sounds about right and then they're like focusing on a little more and i'm like okay yep okay okay." my favorite Um, scene from the beginning of (laughs) when they make camp whenever he like starts to be like you know she's the sole heir of lord selwyn tarth the sapphire isle you know why they call it that is because they got so many fucking sapphires you know, he'll pay you extremely well. And so will my father if you just let us go. Uh, and tiring of Jamie's frequent attempts to bribe him into turning over to the Lannister side. Locke decides, you know what? Yeah, let's free you. Let's go ahead and take the chains off. You want a meal? You want a meal? Yeah, yeah. Let's go get you some food. You want? Is this a good table? You cool with that? Yeah, cool. All right, now we're going to chop your fucking hand off. Get get down. He gets down there and... uh Locke's like, oh, your fucking father, everything you've ever wanted, all you have to do is say, my dad, my dad, my dad. And uh, he he puts the knife to Jamie's eye and he says, you want to say anything else? It's got to be the right thing. Got to be careful. Uh, he says, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot to bribe him. Uh, and Locke says that Jamie's father can't help him now and that this should help him remember. He walks, he like turns away for a second, turns around and swings that butcher's knife down, slicing Jamie's hand off. And the half second before he screams, just like staring at his hand. The realization. Yeah. It hitting him. Oh. And then the scream. Incred- Again, Nikolaj Kolstrovaldau, another one I almost picked for performance because it was really good. Uh, but that concluded the episode for us. Man. It's, it was. A nice, easy, just enjoy, like, smiling episode. You were just smiling up until, yeah, <laughs> pretty much the end, I guess. Or Daenerys wasn't really happy with Daenerys. It's it's a little happy because you know more, how it goes. Yeah, yeah, you, you know? know this dude's about to get it eventually, mm-hmm. and she's... Um, but no, she, yeah, Gendry, uh, Gendry, Arya, and Hot Pie, fucking Podrick, all, all that shit, like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. And even the blackfish and and cat, like the it's sad subject, but it was more of like a good. It was still a feel good moment, you know. Like, oh, this is a really good conversation. Like they both needed this, right? Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, I guess, Craster, fuck that guy. But you got Sam, the start, you know, more Sam and and um, Gilly, Gilly, fuck. Um, Gendry was too much in my head, and I'm like, I know it's not Gendry. No. Not Gendry, not Gendry. Man, the names will eventually get in my head one day. One day one but day. man, it's the worst thing I have on TV shows. <laughs> Especially this show. There's so yeah. many fucking characters. Like, <laughs> I think it was like season four or five, but by the time I figured out exactly who everyone was, I was like, who's Varys again? Which one is that? A lot of the names that just sound similar. Yeah, that exactly. aren't, that, but characters that are very different. Tywin, Tyrion, um... Very different characters. I'd always but... remember John and Daenerys. 
mm. Jamie and Cersei. But then, like, beyond that, it was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, and, like, the just the sheer amount of side characters, it was so hard to pick up on. Like, Jorah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you Jorah's yeah. name for seasons at one point. But uh, let's mm. give this bad boy a rating, shall we? Oh, yeah. I think we shall. Um, pretty enjoyable God. episode. I did pretty good. I, 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 I had a good time watching it. I won't say it was anything. It wasn't a 10 by any means, but like. Uh, eight, last seven, episode. Five. Yeah, last episode was a nine. Uh, episode one was an eight, seven, five. Um, I think, yeah, it's just it's kind of just right around there. Um, yeah, maybe an eight, five. I mean, like I enjoyed the episode, but again, like the 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 things that are happening are like it's all pretty unimportant but that doesn't really mm-hmm. affect my enjoyment of it you know like i still had a great time watching it so like mm-hmm. yeah it was just a nice easy going row but it wasn't anything spectacular mm-hmm. um you know not so yeah i think you want to go eight five or eight eight seven five i think i, I think we give it the bump premiere format. eight i don't know because i guess what was the premiere I'm trying to think of just what happened during the premiere? Uh, John joins the Free Folk. Okay, yeah, I'm sworn to protect your family. Okay, I think I don't know. Maybe it is fair to give it just. What do you think? It's on the same level, like as Episode One, or that it doesn't deserve. Um, I don't think the events that happen are as uh, cool as Episode One. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there was a little bit more flash and flair in mm-hmm. Episode One, but. Uh, as far as like my pure enjoyment of it, I can't tell you I liked it any less. You know, mm. yeah. Okay. So we'll stick with eight seven five, I guess. There. Um, genre. We're there again. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever gonna gonna falter. Like, just it, this hasn't in a while. Everything that just goes on in the background, there's so much going on that it can't ever, like, fall from a t- Like, no matter where you check in, even if it's one location the whole time, um, it's just, you know it's going to be good. So, I, yeah, I think it's it's still going to be a constant. Um, yeah, I think that's a 10. I think it's a 10, I gotta say. It's just, okay. we're there now. We're at that point in the show where you gotta fuck up bad. Now? And I don't think I don't think you can honestly tell yourself that any episodes here on end, like there are none that stand out in my mind as being like, oh, that's just that just doesn't feel like the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing, yeah. uh, and they're doing it well. They're executing. Yeah. They are. They are indeed doing the damn thing. But uh, well, how how well was it made? This it was episode? pretty solid. The performances were really good. Um, it was pretty, pretty well written. I don't have any complaints there. Um, not a standout visually. It was all right, but it wasn't anything crazy. Um, mm. they really the give Alfie Allen, um, time to shine. Like they give him just the most beautiful shots for some reason, him just on the horse and like on the side of the screen. And then it just showed all the mountains in the background and stuff. Shit, they really, even like, a fucking shot where he was chained up to the fucking X and he had the bag on his head and they were like, it was a nice symmetrical. I like a symmetrical yeah. shot. Mm. Like it's it's mm-hmm. something that's always really satisfying to me, and that looked yeah. really good. Um, we gave the previous two episodes a nine, um, and I don't think it's quite the last two episodes so either. Maybe um, I'd say like 
eight maybe now, is kind of where eight, I'm at. Eight, like eight, eight or eight two five. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. So I think we give it an eight because like I think that the uh the story was good, but again we didn't like I, I told you like there were a lot of things that happened where I'm like, Oh, we given that we know where the story goes, yeah. It gives us the benefit of knowing when they could have wrapped something up. <laughs> that's true. Like Daenerys uh, could have like she could have for all I knew next episode been like all right i'm killing you and i'm taking yeah. the army like pretty much you know but it, it makes sense like, that she needs if they time didn't to do, if they didn't do the whole jamie gets his hand cut off thing and cut to that i thought that's where we were going i thought that might be the end of this episode you know what i'm saying like i was yeah I, yeah and um, same with same with theon um hmm. so like it, it it left it left something to be desired, but that's kind of the beauty. It's it's part of the beauty of the show as a whole, but can affect individual episodes. You yeah. know, like I think that's a fair assessment mm-hmm. to make. Yeah. Um, well, if we give it an eight, it averages it out to an eight nine two, or an eighty nine. Good episode. Um, yeah, I mean, last episode nine three three, and the one before nine two five. So is the the lowest of the season, but pretty much right at a nine. You know, still so right right. Um, we're, we're doing the tomato meter, doing fine. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, book yeah. Are you checking IMDb? That is what I am doing. You know me too well, and it is eight point seven out of ten. Okay, not too far off. Not too far so, off from where we had it. But uh, yeah, with that coming out to an eighty nine percent there on our on our old rating system, I think we'll conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. We'll be back next week for season three, episode four, titled "What Was It?" And now his watch has ended. Who dies in the north? A lot of people, but Gior. Oh, really? That isn't. Yeah. Oh no! I don't even remember I, how that it was happened. Another thing that I thought might happen this episode, like, yeah, I don't even remember how it happens. Oh, that's a great storyline. I will not even come close so, to yeah. telling you. I'm just going to, I'll let it, I'll let it happen. Yeah, oh, wow. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. His watch is ended next week. Um, oh, there's some good stuff north of the wall coming. Like some really good stuff north of the wall coming. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there is. with that, we will conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of movie reviews, book reviews, comic book pull lists. I'm constantly putting content out, and uh, anytime I feel like hopping on to record something, I go ahead and put it up there even if I'm alone. So you got to go check that out. For $3 a month, you can go ahead and uh, support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money to make, and I don't make any off of it. Unless it's over there at patreon.com slash penny bloom pod. Head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at penny bloom podcast. If you are fucking with us today, leave a five star rate and review and return this week for Wednesday. We continue Rebellion's Bloom, our Star Wars umbrella show, and we will be covering The Mandalorian season three, episodes five and six. We just concluded the Bad Batch coverage last week, so we decided to take The Mandalorian off for a week, but we're back on it this week. Uh, Season 3, Episode 5 and 6 on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we continue our comic book journey through film where we are joined by our guests from across the pond. Uh, Robert Trott of Colin Brain versus the MCU will be joining us for 
X-Men from the year 2000, and that was a great episode. Uh, like, if I'm being completely honest, might be my favorite of the project we've done so far. And I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna need you to check that one out. It's an incredible recording. But uh, yeah, that's this Friday. And uh, again, next week, season three, episode four, we've got uh, we got a lot of stuff in the we got a lot of stuff in the works. We're going to be we're going to be doing uh, we planned for a top 100 Star Wars character reevaluation at the end of the Mandalorian season three. So that's still a few weeks out, but, uh, you know, that might be coming in the coming in the weeks to come, months to come. We've discussed a top 100 movies, which I don't know, I keep watching new movies and keep adding them into that top 100. So I'm like, oh, I don't know how much. How soon I want to do that. I'm like, do I want to just keep watching movies and keep mending it? Uh, but, uh, yeah, and that's all that we've got going on. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And all men must die. But we are not men. <laughs>